Welcome to the Flyover Dynasty podcast, a show talking about what's going on in the Big 12 Wrestling Conference. Uh, the Big 12 Wrestling Conference is one of the most storied conferences in college wrestling, in college sports in general, with over 50 team national titles, uh, over 300 individual national champions. There's really no other conference that comes close to the Big 12 when it comes to wrestling. But over the past 10 years or so, there hasn't been a lot of discussion about the Big 12. In fact, there's so little attention on the Big 12 that you can see rankers really just throw teams together in lumps or, or throw wrestlers together in lumps in their weight classes until they wrestle it out and figure out who's best. There's never an overrating of a Big 12 wrestler. It's more of a chronic underrating. So... Sam and I are interested in bringing this to you and, and covering the Big 12 a little bit more and getting some more eyes and ears on the conference as a whole and making sure that these uh, flyover dynasties are recognized for what they are, which is excellent college wrestling programs. Sam, thanks for taking this on with me. Excited to have you as a co-host. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk about some of the fun teams all over the Big 12 and spreading out all across the country here. So tell me more about yourself, Sam. Where where have you been? What what got you into wrestling? Oh uh, well, Lee, it started. My dad was a wrestling coach, grew up in Iowa. Uh, so I've been wrestling since about I could walk. And you know, high school wrestling in Iowa ended up going to Iowa State and lifelong cyclone fan. So had to see what Hilton Magic was all about there. And you know, it started off a little bit rough when I was there, but it's back on the upswing. Got to see a couple of national title, uh, individual titles, and now I'm living in Minneapolis. So I'm on the far northern extents of Big 12 country. Awesome. And, uh, you know, you're close enough to North Dakota State there, so we'll we'll call that good, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just a couple hours down the road. Nice. Amazing. So we've got Iowa State representation, and then, of course, I'm the host of the Dynasty Defined podcast and show talking about Oklahoma State um uh, wrestling and and everything that's going on there same thing lifelong oklahoma state fan wrestled in high school grew up with it love the sport love the dedication it takes to be a great athlete in this sport so um you know doing the same thing here like i wanted to bring more attention to oklahoma state wrestling hoping that this podcast can bring more attention to uh the big 12 as a whole because like i mentioned great programs so we're going to talk about three of those programs today uh, just do a little bit of a preview, very high level about what their season looks like, uh, what their schedule looks like, who's wrestling for them, who might be in their lineup, um, and maybe what to expect for uh, the Missouri Tigers, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, and the Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, so uh, let's start with Mizzou. Um, you know, returning Big 12 tournament champions and regular uh, tournament champions. Iowa State was regular season, right? Yep. So, yep, uh, right. so Missouri returning Big 12 tournament champions. They've got a national champion in Keegan O'Toole coming back into their lineup and a few other exciting things going on. What do you see from the Tigers this year, Sam? Oh, I think they're going to be deep. I think uh, last year, you know, they had a rocky start. They lost that meet. I believe it was to SDSU really easy, really early in the season. Um, we're missing a few guys and just kind of had a goofy season. That's I think that's the best way to sum up their season last year. They finished really strong, had a good, uh, a really good national tournament performance. 
But yeah, I think they're looking to make this the year they put it all together. Absolutely. And and they certainly have a shot at doing that. They've got the talent in their lineup. All 10 wrestlers are ranked, um, you know, really starting their one, two, three, their one, two, three punch is, is really good with uh, Noah certain uh, returning for his sophomore year. He had a great year last year. He didn't quite finish up to the potential that he was expecting to at NCAAs, but had a really solid season overall. He's coming in ranked number 12. And then you've got Connor Brown and Alan Hart, both ranked number seven and number five. I'm sorry, number 27 and number seven uh, coming into this season. Uh, both seniors, a lot of experience there. Um, so their lineup starts out really strong, and uh, they have some guys that uh, could really make an impact for their team at nationals. Um, probably the story, the the bigger story of the year, though, is uh, Jarrett. I'm sorry, Brock Mahler coming off of red shirt he took that uh post covid year in between his sophomore and junior year red shirt kind of a one of those probably injured who knows what was really going on needed a little bit of a break but um he's coming back into the lineup at 149 pounds and is ranked number five um should be exciting to see the you know that guy return to their lineup right yeah, Mahler's, he's got quite the hit list. Um, I remember his battles with Max Thompson of you and I back in the day. Uh, it'll, it'll be really good to see him and see how his style contrasts from what we saw from Josh Edmond at that weight class last year. And Edmond was no slouch either, right? He, he had a good year. He upset some people. Um, you know, always, uh, it's just Missouri. They're always tough. They're always going to have their... Um, days where they're just going to beat you, you know? Yeah. And like going back to uh, 141 with Alan Hart, he's a sixth year senior, uh, was a round of 12 uh, at NCAAs two years ago. Last year ended up winning his first match and then dropping back-to-back overtime matches after being a big 12 finalist. So that's, I mean, and he was in that super deep uh, 141 pound weight class at big 12s last year. So I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table this season. Absolutely. I mean, you know, his hearts got big wins over Clay Carlson, who did beat him at NCAAs. That's who knocked him out. Um, Ryan Jack from North Carolina State, uh, you know, just always somebody here. And then he took Andrew Lirez, the I think the only returning All-American at the weight, um, took him to a sudden victory a couple times. And always very, very close matches between those two. So. Um, yeah, 141 is an exciting one for them with Hart and, like you said, six-year senior. Uh, 157, they've got the controversially named Jarrett JQs. I, I, I still, I swear that should be Jarrett Jacks at least, or or Jacques. Jacques, I don't know. Right? Jacques. Uh, yeah, it says French. Uh, is this? I don't know what's going on in St. Louis where they're calling it JQs. That's I've never heard it pronounced that way. <laughs> Outside of. Uh, Missouri, but I guess he's coming back for his, he's in the same position, isn't he? Fifth or sixth year in the program. So he's been there a long time. Yeah. He's always always been a consistent face in that Missouri lineup in the, you know, the middleweights. He's always, it feels like he's always in that 10 to 20 range in the rankings bouncing around. And he, I, you know, watching big 12 meets last year, I feel like uh, he was just in a lot of toss up matches. You never really knew 
who, who what to expect or who was going to win those. He was in a lot of toss-up matches, but he definitely had his worst year to date. 18 and 14 record, uh, not really what you expect from a guy who's in his fourth year in the program. But uh, again, you know, he, he was round of 12 in 2021. Um, he was probably going to be coming back looking to perform better than he did uh, last season, certainly. And then moving on to a guy that can't really perform much better than he did last season is uh, Keegan O'Toole. Um, just a hammer right? Like he's, he's the favorite to win the weight again. 165 is certainly getting deeper with uh, David Carr and um, Quincy Monday moving up into that weight, but uh, it, it already being tough with Shane Griffith yeah. returning and Carson Karchla and, you know, all these guys, it's, it's a tough weight class. 165 might be one of the deepest in the country, but Keegan O'Toole, kind of made it known that he's he's going to be the guy, right? Yeah, I mean, Keegan O'Toole, you know, he's an Askren wrestling kid, so he's got the Missouri, uh, uh, not heritage, what's the word I'm looking for here, Lee? The Missouri dynasty pedigree. Yeah, yeah, the pedigree. dynasty of his own. Um, and, you know, he's he gets the pins a lot of times. He's a big bonus point guy, uh, which, you know, kind of, I don't know if people notice it more because he's an Askren trained wrestler or if it's just him being going out there and being great. But yeah, he comes into the season. He only has one loss in his career. He was undefeated in that meat grinder of a 165 pound weight class last year and just took that one loss at NCAAs his freshman season. So he's got to be pound for pound up there uh, when you get down to it. Absolutely. He's got a 64 and a half percent bonus rate which I think just I haven't seen numbers like that since maybe Ben Askren's senior year, right? Um, guys don't bonus like that, especially in a weight class like 165, uh, where top to bottom in the rankings are tough, um, which you can see in NCAAs when you get into uh, O'Toole's results. He got a pin in his first uh, bout there at NCAAs, but then the rest were all you know, yes, he didn't get scored on. There was shutouts, seven to nothing, two to nothing, four to nothing. So decision victories, right? So um, the guy, though, in the regular season, just pins and tech falls. He is going to, he's got that uh, Bo Nickel uh, mentality, right? I, I'm going to um, score until they stop the match. And it pays off for him. Yeah, he's fun to watch. He's, I think he's probably, I mean, it's kind of uh, kind of a cop out to say that the national champion is your favorite to watch on the team, but man, he's a goer. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, rounding out the lineup, you've got Peyton Mako, uh, junior ranked number 10, uh, Sean Harmon, number 18, uh, sophomore, and then uh, the Elam brothers at 197 and heavyweight, number four, Rocky Elam at 197 pounds and number 10, Zach Elimit, uh, heavyweight. So um, just top to bottom, real, real solid lineup for the Tigers this year. And, um, you know, you, you kind of have to say they're the favorite to repeat as a Big 12 champ, if you're being honest with yourself, it, which for you and I, I know is uh, uh, difficult uh, as, a, as an Oklahoma State homer and as yourself, uh, an Iowa State fan, um, letting them back into the conference and then having to say that they're, they're the favorite. It's just the truth. Yeah, I think there was uh, 
there's some extra salt in those duels last season with them becoming conference duels. Iowa State's been wrestling Missouri for a while. I mean, I don't even know if they took a break once they left the conference. Um, but that one down it down in uh, Columbia last winter at the end of the season, there was definitely some flair along with that. Absolutely. You know, in Oklahoma State, same same story. Went to Columbia, and um, it was after the drama-filled February, late January that Oklahoma State experienced there with uh, the Ferrari situation. But um, went down there, and unfortunately, uh, this was, you know, Trevor Master Giovanni was injured at the time. So if you have him in there against Noah certain, it's probably not a pin that you give up and you win the duel, uh, which it's always a fun pastime for Oklahoma state. Same thing. I don't think we ever took a break, but you go to Columbia, they have a sellout biggest crowd of the season or biggest. They usually set a re- attendance record for wrestling and then OSU beats them. And so that's always kind of a fun pastime, but this, this season, it, it wasn't the case. They had a great crowd and they performed on the big stage. They got a couple upsets and uh took the duel and you know that was uh um is what it is <laughs> but uh, i'm looking forward to having them back in stillwater this season hopefully but it's hard to pick that one because again top to bottom they're really really good and uh it's hard to, it's hard to pick see them dropping too many duels and it's especially hard to see them losing a tournament so yeah even looking at that 184 pound spot, Sean Harmon didn't wrestle at Big 12s last season. Uh, he was kind of swapping places with Mako at 174, and so I'm interested to see how he does going up a weight and being the guy rather than kind of battling back and forth. But he had some really good wins at 174 last season. Absolutely, I think one of them was uh, Dustin Plot, right? Uh, yeah yeah i yeah. believe so he beat dustin plot so you know uh who's the number four guy returning all american um at 174 pounds so he's he's certainly talented he certainly stepped up when they needed him to uh when uh mako was out of the lineup so i'm look missouri's really good i mean and even at at 197 and heavy i mean of course the elam brothers have been on the scene for a long time making uh, world teams and competing on the international stage and um, you know that's it was what was it at uh, the U.S. Open a few years ago it was A.J. Ferrari and Rocky Elam was a, a huge match to see you know who's who's got it and uh, Ferrari didn't exactly dominate Elam in that match and it was in freestyle of course but um, that was a, a Elam's got all the talent in the world. Uh, both of them do. Um, to to go out and finish high uh, at both Big Twelves and NCAA's. So yeah, that's uh, one of my favorite rivalries in the conference right now that we got to see develop last year was Rocky Elam versus Younger Bastida of Iowa State, and they had a bunch of matches stacked up at the end of the season. It was like every week seeing an absolute brawl. So I'm excited to see that continue this year as well. Awesome. And we'll see if Rocky can, can avenge his uh, brother's loss to Luke Serber uh, at the uh, at Big 12s, right? So, yep. but beyond that, 197 is such a deep weight class uh, in the Big 12, which we're going to get into that here with, with both of our other teams um, that we're talking about today. So, um, yeah, 
really exciting stuff for Missouri this season. Again, kind of had to pick them as the favorite. That's why we're starting out with them. Yeah, I think the Tigers are, I mean, they are what they are. They're consistency and they're always at the top, no matter what the conference is. So with that, do you want to move on to South Dakota State? Anything else you wanted to talk about on Mizzou? Let's move on to the Jackrabbits. Yeah, the Jackrabbits. So new new facility going up there in, uh, um, oh gosh, I'm Brookings, Brookings, South Dakota. So uh, they have a lot to be excited about uh, at South Dakota State. So um, good lineup, good schedule. Let's see who all who all do they have? Of course, they're starting with the uh, Bison Open. Um, they host the Dactronics Open. I think that's who built their facility. Really, is Dactronics. Um, so strong early start here. They've got Minnesota on the schedule. They've got Nebraska on the schedule. Um, and both those teams coming to Brookings. So, and I mean that's a really good spot to see a dual meet in the big 12 conference. So for, you know, that's what I love about wrestling is you see these uh, sort of smaller schools that can come up and that's a way better environment than, you know, a lot of your power five traditional conference schools when it comes to watching wrestling me. Absolutely. You know, and they're excited to be in the big 12 uh, school like South Dakota state is, is thrilled to have this affiliate membership in a conference like the big 12. Um, so of course their fans and their their people show up, and they really support their team uh, against especially Minnesota and Nebraska. Let's be honest. If you can get uh, those two in, it's not even part of your conference slate. They're going to show up. They're going to be rowdy, and it's going to be a good time uh, on those uh, Sunday afternoon duels. So and that's a great opportunity for them to show because they recruit in the same territory as Minnesota. So you know, neighboring states, it's, I think they're going to be fired up about both those. And, you know, Coach Hahn, of course, a, a Minnesota alumni. So he knows the ins and outs and uh, what there is to uh, recruit against and and how to uh, succeed. Um, they go into Iowa, they, they dip into Iowa a lot and get uh, those guys. And then, of course, they go into the mountain states and they get under the radar guys that nobody's heard of because they're from, you know, northern Idaho or uh, Western, or I'm sorry, Eastern Oregon or Washington that, you know, not, they may not go to Fargo or they may not go to uh, the big, you know, freestyle duels, Tulsa or, or uh, journeyman or anything like that. So, you know, it's, it's exciting that coach Han really has to hit the pavement. That's true for all these schools though. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, good call on Coach Han seeing his uh, former school, Minnesota. So uh, another thing I noticed on their schedule, uh, Lee, is they've got they, – instead of Midlands this year, they are, will be at the Soldier Salute in Coralville, Iowa, which is sort of um, the Hawkeyes' rival tournament after Midlands got canceled last year. They started this up. Uh, I haven't seen a full entry list for who all will be there, but – uh, it will be interesting to see the Big 12 flair and who the Jackrabbits get to face from outside the conference. Absolutely. Beyond that, you know, they go to they they get to host. So on top of their great home slate, I mean, looking through this, of course, there's the two we mentioned, but they're also getting uh, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma in Brookings. Um, 
they don't have to go to Ames uh, or Columbia. So they're really coming out ahead on their schedule this year. Yeah, for sure. And then other tournaments, they've got the Virginia Duels, which is always a solid tournament in January out east. And then finish up with a lineup of conference duels. Let's, let's see, they got road trips to Greeley, Colorado and Colorado Springs before they host uh, the Oklahoma schools to in the, oh, and then they head up to Fargo too. So another close road trip. And then they hit big tens or big twelves. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hey, uh, can't get much more advantageous for the Jackrabbits. So that's exciting schedule for them. And then even more exciting. I mean, they've got a talented lineup here again. Uh, you know, it, it's every year they've always got somebody. Um, and since uh, Seth Gross won his national title there, I mean, it's really just been, um, solid guys at almost every weight class you can't really um poke too many holes in their lineup they're expecting to start sophomore jordan tanner at 125 pounds um, he's not ranked right now but i'm sure he's a talented wrestler uh, number 28 gabe tag will be at 133 pounds and then you've got one of their three best guys here at 141 pounds with number six uh clay carlson uh, so i already mentioned clay uh, he's coming into his junior year his fourth year in the program and um he's really looking to take that next step right to get into the uh all-american status and and get to that level of um or i guess he's a returning all-american he finished eighth in 2021 i'm sorry um but to get back to that status after finishing round of 12 last year so um super talented wrestler a guy that uh is definitely on radars and uh a guy that should be able to to come out and be a big 12 champion and um <laughs> make a big splash in uh on the national scene this year 141 pounds for sure then you get up into uh 149 and that's where you start to see some of that iowa flavor i think Last year, um, South Dakota State had the third most Iowa kids on their team uh, behind you and I and Iowa State, more than the Hawkeyes in state, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, 149, they got Dan Kimball, 157, Cale Swenson, 165, Tanner Cook. And that Tanner Cook, he had, he, his record was only 20 and 11 last year but he had a 51% bonus rate. He is an absolute pinner and he pins guys who he isn't supposed to be. And that really is a handy tool to have for the Jackrabbits and dual meets. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Tanner cook is uh, always dangerous out there. Um, I, you know, can think back to several times where it's, it's definitely uh, he keeps it close against guys better than him, but if he's, even if a guy is better than him, he'll catch you. Um, Cause he's always looking for that combination, right? Like, like you said, he's a pinner. He's always looking for a way to get somebody to their back and to take advantage of some kind of leverage. But if you're not better than him, you're, you're probably going to get bonus. So great wrestler. Um, uh, of course, he's, he's always uh, exciting to watch and um, he's still got a long time in the program. We're going to say that a lot, I think over the next couple of years where, um, some of these guys are just getting into these five and six year uh, guys that it's, it's going to be kind of weird to say, well, he's a junior, but he's been there for four years, you know? So it's, uh, 
it's it's getting interesting and and all that experience definitely adds up especially when you get into these upper weights um and and, to, and speaking of that i mean to round out their lineup they're all ranked guys right so uh we just talked about tanner cook uh k devos is number uh uh 12 in the country and keg king is number 33 tanner sloan number 12 and aj neville's number 14 so just solid wrestling across their upper weights here. And then of course you've got a coach like coach Han, uh, an excellent upper weight wrestler. And I'm sure he's keeping those guys prepared and uh, getting them to a point where they're all ready to take that next step into being round of 12 or all Americans. Right. Yeah. DeBose and Sloan are two other Iowa kids. Um, Sloan actually made the round of 12 in 2021 and kind of had an up and down season last year. He burst onto the scene when I believe he tech falled Jacob Warner of Iowa at Midlands. Uh, just tilts, tilts, tilts. That's what Tanner mm-hmm. Sloan's all about. Another thing, Lee, is they've got A.J. Nevels at heavyweight. And he was at Fresno State. Uh, we talked about South Dakota State recruiting the uh, Mountain West and Midwest really well. They also get quite a few transfers uh, with A.J. Nevels coming from Fresno State and then down at 133 Gabe Tag transferred from North Carolina. So right. they they do really well there for the size of the school and sort of the brand power of the school. Absolutely. They've it, uh, heck their most decorated wrestler of recent, you know, history was a transfer from Iowa, right? So yeah. Um that's they certainly know how to play that market and uh, are taking advantage of it and I think you know, a continued discussion with transfers will be, you know, it's easy to sell a 17, 18 year old on flash and facilities and some of that stuff. Um, but on guys who have gone and taken that note, they're going to look for relationships and um, places where they can have better opportunities. Place like South Dakota state with a coach like coach Han, they're going to play well in the uh, transfer market because relationships, because they're going to give guys great opportunities to be well coached, to be in good position to succeed uh, moving forward. And I, I think that uh, um, playing that market is going to bode well for them uh, over over time for sure. So exciting to see what all is going to happen at South Dakota State. Um, I could certainly see them being a top four or five finisher at big 12s this year. Yeah, me too. They're, I mean, they're always fighting in that sort of uh, next tier. They haven't quite broken through yet to the, with the traditional powers, but they're always in that next tier. So on that, you know, South Dakota state um, exciting times ahead for them. They're ranked number 24 going into the season in the tournament rankings um, should be uh uh, exciting to see what all happens. Um, then we're going to talk about Wyoming. Uh, so the Cowboys, number 22, coming into the season. Um, they, you know, their future's extremely bright. I think they've got some decisions to make on some of the young guys that they've got coming in with the recruiting classes that they've pulled in. However, they lost one of their uh, – coaches one of their exciting young coaches uh Tayon Ware the Oklahoma legend decided to go back to Oklahoma uh so um definitely future super bright but 
unfortunately for Wyoming, they've kind of got that coaching carousel going for them a bit for guys taking other opportunities. Chris Pendleton going to Arizona State and then Oregon State. Uh, of course, now where hot assistant leaving to go to Oklahoma. So um, going to be an interesting year for the for the uh, Cowboys there in Wyoming. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they uh, fill that with a big name before the season or what they do there, um, especially with, uh, you know, it's so late into the game, but there's always guys hanging around looking to get back into the sport. So I wouldn't rule out the possibility of a big name assistant hire there. Absolutely. And there are certainly with the speaking of relationships and things like that with the relationships that uh, coach branch has in the wrestling world. I know that uh, there are a lot of guys who would love to come, you know, learn and and coach under him. Uh, So um, I'm sure they, I'm sure they'll get somebody and uh, I doubt they'll lose recruits uh, because of this move. Um, But uh, their recruiting is really solid and it looks like they are very serious and dedicated to going out and uh, building a contender. Uh, so a um, lot to look forward to with Wyoming. Their schedule uh, is pretty, pretty straightforward, big 12 schedule. I don't think they've really fully released their uh, non-conference slate yet. It doesn't look like it looks like they've put their, tournaments that they're going to out there with uh, the Cowboy Open that they host at the beginning of the season. Um, Cliff Keen and the and Reno. Um, and it looks like they are also going to the Soldier Salute there in Coralville. So that's two good Big 12 programs uh, in that Soldier Salute. So uh, good call out on that one, Sam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how many. I, there's, I know there's a good amount of Big Twelve programs going to the scuffle, like Missouri is. I know Iowa State is. Um, so we'll see how those holiday tournaments, sort of the new order there, for everybody competing in that uh, December January time frame. But yeah, there's also a good amount of Big Twelve teams that going out to Las Vegas for the Cliff Keen. Uh, always a great early season tournament, and that's when uh, some of these. Uh, you know, the Wyoming's or the South Dakota states that don't necessarily have big duels every year. Uh, They've got some this year, but not every year. And that's when they get a chance to knock off some of those uh, name brand schools and help their seeding down at the national tournament. So, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's, that's a really good thing for them to, to continue to do is hit those early season tournaments and, uh, make them happen. It's good that they're hosting their own, of course. Uh, same with we'll, we'll get into it in later dates. But you know, your North Dakota states and West Virginia, all, you know, a lot of them are going and and participating and hosting those things. So um, definitely uh, exciting to see what all pers- are takes place here, transpires over the beginning of the season. We'll be right there covering all of them. So uh, get excited for that to to watch some obscure tournament wrestling uh, hopefully uh flow and whoever else is broadcasting these things um if if rockfin gets into it or whatever hopefully we'll be able to watch them all rather than just reading box scores absolutely yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know how many more websites i can sign up for but uh, i'm game <laughs> i'm game i yeah i'm getting uh subscription poor on uh, wrestling stuff so that's uh <laughs> 
<laughs> I yeah. guess that's the price you pay of being a fan of this sport. Exactly. Um, so getting into their lineup, um, you know, there's, there's really not much going on at the lower weights right now. Uh, they have um, some guys there that we've, that have been around. Uh, well, not, not really. I mean, Joe Greenblum was going to be my guest, but I guess he's moving up to 141 pounds according to WrestleStats. So uh, they're young at the lower rates. It looks like uh, WrestleStats got Garrett Ricks at 125 pounds, uh, sophomore, uh, Aiden, Noonan, uh, redshirt freshman at 133 yep. pounds. And then Dan Noonan's Lee. an Iowa kid, Lee. He, uh, he kind of blew up on the recruiting scene and he, there was a kid going for his fourth Iowa state title and Noonan knocked him off in the, in the finals. Um, I was in Wells Fargo arena for that. That was a really cool moment to see. So I'm excited to see what he does out West. Um, there's not many Iowa kids that go to the Wyoming program. We talked about SDSU coming into the state and grabbing them. So seeing Noonan out there will be exciting. Uh, also at 125, they've got Yore Volk, a, a Minnesota kid that went out there and he just won a world medal, but it looks like he'll redshirt this season. Um, right. But right. definitely a strong future for that kid. Exactly. That's one of the recruits that I'm talking, that I was you know talking about. Volk, of course, made a big splash on the international circuit this year, a junior um, world champ, world medalist. Did he win? Gold? I believe he won. I yeah. believe he won. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a 125 pounder that is certainly going to make a big impact, uh, or a 133 pounder, depending on, uh, where he ends up. So, um, looks like they want to redshirt him. Always generally a good, uh, move, but then getting into the, the middleweights and upperweights is really where, uh, Wyoming shines, right? You, you get into 149 pounds with, uh, Chase Zolman, uh, who's been around a long time, always pretty dangerous, right? Always a guy that you have to uh, keep an eye on if you're a um, if you're uh, a good wrestler at this weight, <laughs> because at 141 pounds, uh, he was a national qualifier uh, his so- sophomore season in 2021, and then last year he wasn't a starter. But um, you know, really. Uh, in that 2021 season, I remember him having a pretty good uh, year, definitely picking up some wins against guys that uh, you wouldn't necessarily expect him to pick up wins against. Caden Gefeller being one. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, some just some other solid results here in his season or in his uh, time at Wyoming. Yeah, that's a. Uh, now that you bring up that match, I don't remember if that one it was, it was that one or another Oklahoma State Wyoming duel. But seeing teams go up to elevation at Wyoming is always an experience because there's some guys that um, just don't handle the seventy seven thousand two hundred twenty feet of elevation as well as others. Absolutely, it's it's tough in general for uh, for guys, and then of course uh, they. <laughs> just to get it, you get tired uh the air gets thin you get tired yeah there's there's not really room for a bad weight cut no no not at all and then at uh, uh 157 pounds a, a stalwart 157 pounder jacob Wright, uh somebody that's just been around pretty consistent third place finisher in big 12s uh over the last several seasons now 
um, around a 12 finisher in 2021 and a three-time national qualifier is uh, uh, Jacob Bright, you know, another one, always dangerous him and Justin Thomas. So, so it's been David Carr's weight class in the big 12 um, until this year, which we'll cover at some point, but it's been Jacob Bright, Justin Thomas at Oklahoma, Wyatt Sheets at Oklahoma State, and they're always pretty much in that. Uh, and, and then, of course, Jarrett Jakey's at Missouri, just rotating between who's beating who at that weight. Um, and uh, Thomas, or I'm sorry, Wright had an excellent Big 12 championships last year. I mean, if you ignore the 7-4 to four loss to David Carr, he beat all those guys. He beat Jake Hughes. He beat Alex Hornifeck from West Virginia. He beat Derek Holschlag from Northern Iowa. He beat Justin Thomas from Oklahoma. So he ran the gamut and he passed all those tests. So I just, I don't know uh, if there are really that many better 157 pounds, pounders out there than, uh, than Jacob Wright uh, over the course of his career. Of course, David Carr, of course, the ones that we know about, but those under the radar you know, round of 12 contenders and, and potentially contenders to get into that fifth to eighth place, eighth place uh, finish. Uh, you, you have to include him up there, right? Yeah. And I mean, you look at his results from last season. Uh, we talked about guys putting up bonus points, right? Someone who just won the close matches. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where he's getting that consistency where, uh, you know, you don't drop those matches. And that says can sometimes be a as as bigger a bigger step to flip those results those two-point matches to two-point wins uh rather than flipping like a four-point win to a major absolutely absolutely and that's that's always that's vital in duels and it's uh and it's vital vital come tournament time staying healthy and winning close matches um then you have cole moody at 165 pounds another guy just been around you know uh he's been a part of their program. He's been a, uh, a consistent uh, winner for Wyoming since he's been there. Uh, he's This is the same thing. He's a junior. He's in his one, two, three, four, fifth year <laughs> at, uh, at the program. And uh, uh, he's a 2021 national qualifier. Uh, didn't get the start last year for whatever reason, but um, it's uh, returning uh, a guy that will beat you if you're not uh, on top of it that day. Um, and that's been learned. It looks like by a few guys that are going to get talked about at the weight, at least in 2021 with uh, um, uh, Peyton Hall from West Virginia. And um, just remember him having some really close matches with Travis Whitlake as well. Yeah, he's solid. Um, last season, uh, he, he dropped a weird match in the Iowa State duel, got sucked back and stuck. Uh, but his other losses, he's got a 10-5 loss to Luke Weber, who was in that round of 12. And then his other two losses last season, it's a medical forfeit and an injury default. So uh, he'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see a healthy um, Cole Moody. So Cole Moody, then you've got, uh, rounding it out, Keg King at 184 pounds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong people. Uh, wrong team there. I went back to South Dakota State. Um, Hayden Hastings at 174 pounds. Again, guy that's just been there. He's a senior, sixth year in the program, always consistently good. 
thorn in the side of uh, um, Dakota Gear. <laughs> most, yeah. most definitely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Always got results. Uh, Hayden Hastings did. So he's he's going to be another one that's looking to make that experience jump into all American status. 184 pounds, Guillermo Escobedo as uh, a sophomore, going to be a first year starter there. Don't know much about him. Um, but then, of course, at 197 pounds, you've got their national title contender, Stephen Buchanan, and then at heavyweight, Mason Ding. So between Hastings and Buchanan, um, you're really finishing strong uh, for Wyoming if uh, you go the tr- traditional order in a duel. You're you know, going to have to stay focused, and um, if you're if they can wrestle you close in a duel, uh, they have a chance to pull it out in these last four weights for sure. Yeah. Wyoming's a dangerous team and it feels like they just, they stick around and they'll uh, just nip and tuck and get those wins where they can. So Stephen Buchanan too. I mean, you, you know, he definitely uh, had his opportunities last year to go out and win a national title, finish third. Um Drop that match to Jacob Warner at Iowa, close one, uh, kind of controversial there uh, against Warner. Um, but he was that that was in the semifinals, wasn't it? Correct. Yep. Um, would love to see him get another shot at Warner or uh, any of the top guys at 197 pounds. I'd put uh, Buchanan up there with all of them. Right. Yeah. Um, Buchanan is stingy. I'm looking, you know, he wrestled Rocky Elam twice at the national tournament and didn't give up a single point. Uh, had a couple other matches where, you know, people just can't score on him. I remember watching Bastida and Bastida is one of the most, you know, dynamic wrestlers in the country at any weight class and Buchanan just finds a way to shut him down. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, he, from all accounts too, great dude. Um, you know, works a works a full time job uh, when he's not in season. I think he takes that job part time when he is in season, and he just puts himself through it and uh, uh, shows up. Um, he was in a couple of camps down in Oklahoma this summer, and uh, everybody raved about him. Just talked talked about what an amazing guy he is and how they all uh, look up to him. So hopefully, after his his career's done, which he's still got two years of eligibility. Um, so hopefully once his career's done, he gets into coaching and, and maybe he's that guy that sticks around at Wyoming and, um, uh, learns under, uh, coach branch and is able to, uh, uh, really build, continue to build something great there, uh, in that Cowboys program. So. Yeah, we've got a lot to be excited about with all three of those teams we talked about today. For sure. So with that, since Starting off, you know, three top teams in the Big 12 uh, with probably the favorites with Missouri, South Dakota State, and Wyoming, all top six, top half of the conference teams that uh, all could definitely make a big impact on um, the conference slate and uh, excited to see how they all perform. You bet. They'll, they'll definitely have some guys contending for the podium, every single one of those teams contending for national titles as well. So, yeah, not, no slack in there. All right. Well, then I guess that's going to be the first episode of the uh, Flyover Dynasty podcast. So um, 
great stuff, Sam. I'm excited to continue to do this. I think next time we're going to talk about Oklahoma State, North Dakota State, and West Virginia. So uh, those are going to be interesting. Um, Oklahoma State, plenty to talk about. Same with North Dakota State and West Virginia as well. West Virginia is really trying to build something special there. And um, North Dakota State, always solid. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. And then we'll just continue doing these until we get through all 15 teams in the conference. And then we'll be in the season. So uh, that's when the fun starts. Like like we said, how do we watch the how do we watch the matches and um, how do we talk about all of them, right? Yeah, there, it's going to be uh, a humdinger keeping up with everything going on in the Big 12 Conference for wrestling this year. Absolutely. I'm glad I signed up for this, uh, you know, a month after having a, our firstborn child. So uh, I think I'm <laughs> definitely going to get to introduce him to a lot of wrestling. I think my wife will really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you bet. You can uh, find some streams while you're up eating <laughs> or something. For sure. So... Well, cool. Well, then uh, with that, we'll let y'all go. Uh, the first episode in the books, uh, really exciting times, excited to bring y'all some coverage of the Big 12 and uh, excited to, to have a good partner here with Sam and um, glad, uh, glad you signed up to do it. Uh, excited, to, excited to keep it going. You bet. Let's do it again next week. All right. We'll see you next week.